Chargers star wide receiver Keenan Allen had some choice words for his head coach after that big fourth down decision on Sunday. Is it possible that not all the Chargers players are down with Staley's aggressive mindset? You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons. But we're in our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But today is Tuesday and you know what that means. It's by or sell time with the Chargers' biggest storylines and overreactions, including what Keenan Allen had to say on Twitter when his head coach was making the most controversial fourth down call of the weekend. So we're going to talk about that. Did he break an unwritten rule? Do the Chargers' other players feel like that inside of that locker room? But we'll also talk about something good because Joe Lombardi may have redeemed himself over the last two weeks, but there's still some work to be done there. We'll also talk about if the Chargers' running game is officially fixed, even though two weeks ago we were talking about if they would be the worst rushing team in the league when things were all said and done. But we also have more because we're going to also talk about if it was the right move for Nazir Adderley to get benched for Alohi Gilman, who came up with a big-time interception in the game. And also, are the Raiders done? <laughs> this episode is brought to you, though, by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. I know I probably should have rooted for the Chiefs to lose that game you know for the Chargers divisional hopes yeah. it should be funny to watch the Raiders go one and four to start their season. but <laughs> for the end of the show David we start with the Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen here who I'm sure as many Chargers fans saw but if you haven't when Brandon Staley went for the fourth down call and did not get it Keenan Allen on Twitter put all caps WTF and then followed that up by saying so glad he missed that because man 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 I don't know he said man, man, man like that, but I feel like he did. So, David, first things first, did Keenan Allen break an unwritten rule publicly calling out his head coach on Twitter? Yes, yes, he did. Buying or selling that? I guess we should stick with the game. Are you buying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're sticking with the game, I am buying the fact that he broke an unwritten rule there. I mean, that's just one of those things that that's something that needs to be spoken about behind closed doors. It's just like in my day job. I, I work in sales. I work with people every day. There are certain times where you have a disagreement or an argument with your coworkers. These are conversations that don't belong out on the sales floor in front of customers. You just don't have those type of conversations. They have to be behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. If you have grievances, that's fine. That's completely understandable. It, it happens to all of us. But especially when you're a superstar like Keenan Allen and you're putting that opinion out into the world, that is going to have some backlash. And also it undermines your head coach and it undermines his authority as the leader of the team. So having a disagreement is fine. Airing that disagreement and that grievance for everyone to see is where Keenan Allen knows that he shouldn't be doing something like that. And I don't think it's that crazy. Keenan Allen's a guy that has always spoke his mind, right? He's called out multiple receivers across the NFL just to tell them he's better than them and and corners. It was a, yeah, in corners too, but it was a (laughs) genuine reaction from him, right? That he live tweeted about basically. And it does break an unwritten rule. You don't do that. You do do that behind closed doors. But I don't know if he's the only Chargers 
player that feels that way. This is what Brandon Staley had to say about Keenan Allen on Twitter. Anyone that has been a part of competition knows that when you're not a part of it, you can feel some type of way. Keenan's heart is with me. It's with us. To me, I have an understanding of where he was in that moment because he's not with his team. They are in the fire. That's a money down that he is used to being out there for, for which makes it a lot better for us. It's just part of sports. We're going to become closer because of it. We've already become closer this morning because of it. We're going to keep it moving to Denver and try to get him well enough to get him out there playing for us. There is something to that. I, I mean, I think, you know, when you are there, it is different when you're on the sideline. But it is, I mean, you really never know how players would feel about things that are happening in the game because they don't have their cell phones on them during For good the reason. Right, <laughs> you know, because we might see more crazy stuff like that. I mean, you can't call out your coach like that. But I do think it begs this by yourself, David, that not all the Chargers are on board with Brandon Steely's aggressive play calling and mindset. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to buy that, especially when, when you have one of the captains of the evidence, team right. being that outspoken about it. So it just feels like, you know, if you have, if you're one person on the team that has that mentality that I don't like what my head coach is doing, you're probably more so going to keep that close to the vest and you're probably yeah. not going to vocalize that opinion. But if it's you and multiple other members of the organization of the team that are sharing that sentiment, it's probably going to give you a little bit more courage to be a little bit more outspoken about it. So obviously yeah. we, we're not privy to any inside knowledge. We haven't spoken to any players. We don't uh, like truly know if people share his opinions, but it seems to me like there are other players that definitely feel that way. Yeah. I mean, there was a reporter, at least Brantley Weissman, who's obviously not super close with the team, but has ties going back with the team that had said, hey, there are people in that locker room that have been kind of questioning his decisions. I do think so, especially when you're bucking, you know, conventional wisdom like the Chargers did in doing that. Yeah. Brandon Staley did in doing that, right? They went against everything you've ever really seen an NFL team do right there. That's a shocking yeah. thing to see. And I do think it's different if he's on the sideline there. And I do think you're hearing the right things coming from the players and how much they have Brandon Staley's back. And I don't think for the most part they're as surprised as the people on the outside because of, you know, their coach's mindset and the, the messages he's preaching inside the, you know, meeting room and stuff. And there's a chance Keenan Allen was right, right? But to kind of, you know, cause some unrest by other players advocating for that after they see you post that, that is something that can cause tension. We'll see kind of how it goes from here. But I think, Keenan Allen probably thought it was, you know, a little less harmful than it probably actually was putting it out there to his large Twitter fan base. But some talk about the receiver that was on the field, and that is Mike Williams. And the buy or sell here today, David, is Mike Williams is the best contested catch receiver in the NFL. I'm buying it, and the stats back it up. According to PFF Fantasy, Mike Williams has the most contested catches in the NFL this season at nine. Yeah. So the facts are the facts. Mike Williams is the best contested catch wide receiver in the NFL. And personally, I don't think it's quite that close. I mean, when we're talking about 50-50 balls with Mike Williams, it's not 50-50. That, that would sure. be a, a disservice to him because it's more like 80-20. The, the guy is automatic when he goes up and, and hunts the football. He is a master at contorting his body and getting yeah. his and getting his hands in the right position to bring down those footballs. He just does it. He just has an innate knack for it. And he has had that knack since he entered the NFL. hundred percent. And I think he is the best. I'm definitely buying that. I mean, he's the best 50, 50 guy. And I just think like straight up, he's probably had the best hands on the chargers this season. 
Yeah. When's the last time you remember a frustrating Mike Williams drop? I mean, it would have to have been, I mean, probably weeks one or two, I think, because I can't remember it. So that has been super impressive. You had a few more on Sunday against the Browns. Michael Thomas led the NFL last week with eight. This week, it's Mike Williams leapfrogging him, right, and doing nine with a few insane catches and getting a catch robbed from yeah. him, a touchdown catch. I mean, they did score on the next play, Austin Eckler, a nice run for a touchdown, but Mike Williams definitely got robbed. He had his on toes that in, both of them. It's like over, over Denzel Ward. He had both of his toes inbounds. His heel came down out of bounds, but that should only be out of bounds if it's simultaneous. If the whole foot comes down at once, if you get both toes in, that should have been a touchdown. The refs told Brandon Steely, according to him, that the heel came down before the toe, which is just that's there's no way anyone could look lie. at. It. And they reviewed it, so I mean that's just they just got it wrong. But hey, shout out to Mike Williams. You know, I was critical yeah. of him disappearing for two out of the first three games, especially the first, you know, one of the two first games that he had without Keenan Allen there, he kind of disappears, goes two catches or or has one catch in that game in week three. Well, (laughs) he's proved everyone wrong since then, right? He has had 300 plus yard games this season, including two straight in which he's combined for 17 catches for 254 yards the last two weeks. He has absolutely stepped up. Still has some room to grow, though. You still got to get that first down late in that game. When second down, you end up trying to run horizontally. You don't end up getting it. That's not ever really been a problem with him, so I'm not as concerned with that. I do think on that fourth down play, though, you have to get back to your quarterback on that play on fourth down. That guy was not turned around. He did not have his head around. If you run through him for that, that's a pass interference. Even if it should have been either way, you make it a pass interference when you push the issue like that. And that's, you know, a couple things he can improve on, but Mike Williams has been fantastic especially over the last two weeks and he's definitely picking up that mantle and picking up that big contract that he signed but we do have more to get into because guess who else deserves a lot of credit for these last two games offensive coordinator joe lombardi who is definitely the most hated man on chargers twitter over the first three weeks well he's had a quite a nice bounce back so we'll talk about that and if the chargers running game is fixed after you know a historic performance that they just put together last week and we're going to get into that coming up after this but first thing you tell you guys about my favorite underwear i'm talking about tommy john fall is in chaos in your pants you're overheating one second and freezing the next to be ready for anything you need underwear that can handle everything it's time for tommy john underwear football season's coming but footballs aren't the only ones being tossed around keep your balls well situated in new tommy john underwear i can't tell you how many pairs of underwear that i've had that are uncomfortable for whatever reason when you get the right pair you just know and that's how it is with Tommy John's. That's why I love my Tommy John's because Tommy John knows that you're the most confident when you're the most comfortable. Tommy John's breathable moisture wicking fabric keeps you two to three times cooler and dries four to five times faster than any other regular cotton. And since you guys listen to this show, you get a discount. If you go to tommyjohn.com slash locked on right now, you can get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off tommyjohn.com slash locked on tommyjohn.com slash locked on see site for details. All right, guys. Well, Joe Lombardi is someone that has been super hated on by the Chargers fan base so far. And there was a lot of valid reasons for it. I mean, I know we were critical as well, but thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out the NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts. Bet online. Follow the NFL Key Predictions show every Friday on Lockdown NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts from. David, the big question in buy or sell here is, Joe Lombardi has redeemed himself with the Chargers' offensive performance over the last two weeks. 
I'm buying it. And the reason why I'm buying it is because he went back to featuring his stars, the two stars that he has on his offense, Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. Yeah. Against Houston, Eckler 109 scrimmage yards, three touchdowns. Mike, seven catches for 120 yards. Against the Browns, we all know the huge performance by Austin Eckler. 16 rushes, 173 yards, a touchdown. Of course, he also had another receiving touchdown. And then Mike Williams, 10 catches, 134 yards, and that long of 38. We know that Keenan Allen's been missing. Josh Palmer's been a little bit banged up. But two guys that have been healthy and have been huge parts of the offense, and a large reason why the offensive play calling has looked so much better is because of their involvement, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, making Joe Lombardi look good. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I'd say another thing, too, is, hey, you did it all without Rashawn Slater and without Keenan Allen, right? Like, that is huge. In the last two weeks, you've averaged 32 points per game. You get 30 against the Browns this week. You get 34 the week week before that against the Texans. I mean, this is the best we've seen the Chargers offense this year. A lot of it, and he deserves a lot of credit for it, is how much better the Chargers running game has been, right? I mean, there's a reason that Joe Lombardi and this offensive line and the running backs had the success that they did. The timing was well played or well called, I should say, but also just sticking with the run, right? Yeah. Sticking with the run when it's working like they did in this last game, calling all the right calls, pushing all the right buttons. I also loved that game-winning drive against the Texans. That's another thing I would put in as a feather in the cap of Joe Lombardi, that long six-minute drive that put the game away against the Texans and also just having their best offensive half of the season against the Texans in that first half with 27 points in one half. They also just outscored their opponents for the first time in the second half. So maybe he's evolving there. Though I do think, you know, David, there are still some things, right? I think he has kind of redeemed himself. He still definitely has something to prove, though. I mean, I think the red zone needs a lot of work. That was obviously derailed a little bit by two false start penalties is always going to kill you down there. But, you know, I think you can still see some explosiveness from this offense that we haven't seen so far. Given the personnel, that's a little bit tough. But I do think, obviously, there's still kind of some tweaks that we haven't even seen the best offense yet for this team. No, you're right. I mean, hey, they just got Donald Parham back, and I still feel like he's going to figure heavily into the red zone offense. And I think it's going to take some time. You know, he's been dealing with that hamstring injury pretty much the entirety of the season. And, you know, also, I think him as a blocker was also helping the Chargers running game. So because I saw some pretty good blocks in that game against the, the Cleveland Browns, him really adding to that. And then, of course, Keenan Allen has not been there. So getting Keenan Allen back is just going to add another element to this offense that we really haven't seen, save for one half of one game this season. So when you add Mike, you know, add Keenan Allen to a Mike Williams, who's been tearing it up and Austin Eckler, who has come alive the last couple of games, this offense still has another tier to get to. And it's going to happen when Keenan gets back. Yeah. And I do think, you know, the added trust of, Justin Herbert with Mike Williams that's being built right now in the absence of Keenan Allen is going yeah. to play a factor too, right? Because the one game Keenan played, he had two catches for 10 yards. Mike Williams did. So yeah. I think that that's something that is going to hopefully carry over and you can just kind of add Keenan Allen into the mix, which I don't think will be a problem to do, right? I think a lot of the things that people would take you know issue with from this game from Joe Lombardi would be the third down call on third and two before they end up making, you know, the crazy call to go for it on fourth and one, which is more like fourth and two. Yeah. But I think an important context that we've learned since then is that it was Justin Herbert's decision to run the football right there on third and two. And then if you have an issue with the play calling, I don't think 
then I have an issue with the logic of, okay, hey, we have Mike Williams, our best receiver, versus a third-round rookie corner. That is something that feels like an advantage. I do think, though, that there has to be kind of supplements built into that play call, though, where if it's not there, you find something else. And he did have receivers open on that play. So I understand the issues there, but I think overall you have to be super stoked with what you've seen from Joe Lombardi over the last two weeks. And a lot of that has been the Chargers running game, David. And now we've seen back-to-back weeks going up against poor rushing defenses for sure where the Chargers have had really good games. So I think the buy or sell today is, is the Chargers running you know, game fixed? The Chargers running game is fixed after the two games that they just had. Yeah, fixed. I, I don't know about fixed. For You're me. selling it? Yeah, I'm selling it right now. I, I mean, I, I love their performances that they that they put up against Houston and, and against the Browns. 27 for 81 against Houston. That's not fantastic. But the fact that Austin Eckler got into the end zone a couple of times on the ground, that was a positive sign. You have and to take course, out the, the Justin Herbert kneel downs at the end of that game, too. Four consecutive kneel downs is part of that 27 for 81. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it definitely had an impact on that. And then against the Browns, obviously, that was a huge performance. That was their first 200-plus rushing game since 2020, yeah. which is insane to me to think about. But, you know, you had Justin Herbert, and there's been a lot of games where it's been 65, 35, you know, pass to run. And, you know, that's going to happen when you have a quarterback then that can make any any throw on the football field. But the dedication to the run definitely is good signs. But I need to see it a little bit more consistently before I'm saying the running game is fixed. A fantastic performance against the Browns, but I'm not buying it yet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard because I think a big part of it and the thing that's really nice and the nice foundational piece of this is, hey, the offensive line is coming together. So if you can keep these guys healthy, like it should keep improving. You're not always going to have as easy of a matchup, but let's not pretend this is the only time the Chargers have gone up against poor run defenses, right? I mean, they have done that before and still had really poor performances. So they took advantage and the game plan was good against these teams. They were pushing all the right buttons in the running game and the chemistry is there now. Like those one or two blocks that are getting missed in other games that are resulting in negative runs are getting made now and it's leading to not just positive runs but explosive runs the Chargers have had more you know explosive plays these last two weeks than we've seen from this rushing attack in a long time and more consistency I think the other great part of it is the Chargers figuring out okay it's Austin Eckler 1A Josh Kelly 1B because yeah. Austin Eckler had 16 carries in this game Josh Kelly had 10 carries in this game Sony Michelle had one carry in this game Sony Michelle definitely still brings some value as a pass protector and doing some other things but at least they're figuring it out right I guess Daniel Popper slipped in and told Joe Lombardi hey maybe <laughs> play Josh Kelly more and it seems like he listened so shout out to Daniel Popper there but it does seem like that part of it they figured out not putting Sony Michelle on the field just for veterans sake which yeah. seems like it kind of was that before I think I'm buying the fact that the running game can be a legitimate weapon for the Chargers going forward I'm buying that Hundred percent, and which I don't necessarily think I would have bought last week. So I think that's the significant part there. But there was one thing I didn't expect to see this week, and that was Nazir Adderley getting totally benched for Alohi Gilman. So we definitely have to get into that because that one definitely took me by surprise. Was it the right decision? The guy did end up getting an interception. We'll also talk about are the Raiders done now after blowing a seventeen point lead to the Chiefs on Monday Night Football in the AFC West? So we'll get into that coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys about. My favorite place to place my bets, and that is BetOnline.net, your number one source for football betting information this season. Not only do they have the most creative and fun ways to bet in live in-game betting, it is also the latest on player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis 
for every game that you can find. So not only can you place your bets there, you can find ways to place the best bets at Bet Online. And as always, they remain your number one source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB with the playoffs going on, MMA, boxing, and golf. Or you can just sit around for seven hours on Sundays and just watch football all day and put your bets on that because that's usually what I do. But head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more today at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, well, it's time to buy or sell a couple more things here before we wrap the show up today. And it starts with Nazir Adderley. That was something that really surprised me. I did not see coming this weekend was him getting benched for Alohi Gilman because we've talked about a little bit before how like safety is kind of a mess right now behind Derwin James because Nazir Adderley hasn't taken the step that you needed really him to take. Alohi Gilman has never been someone that we've really trusted on the back end at all. And then your other guy, JT Woods, is definitely not going to help with the whole tackling part of this situation because we all saw how that played out in the preseason and it makes a bigger difference you know when that touchdown or tackle you give up turns into a touchdown so yeah David was let's do the buy or sell this way benching Nazir Adderley for Olohi Gilman was the right move I mean it looks like the right move to to uh, I mean in retrospect right I mean you, yeah. you look at it he, he gets hindsight. the interception and, yeah in, in hindsight and man, it was very interesting to see that that Nas played fifty eight snaps, fifty seven snaps, seventy six snaps, fifty seven, and then down to six yeah. in this football game. And that that is a just gross, drastic change. I mean, he has two missed tackles so far this season. A couple of them were really bad, and yeah, he was out of position a couple of different times. So I mean, doing making a move to to change things up, uh, I personally don't know if I would have put. Alohi Gilman in that situation, but hey, Alohi Gilman was put in that situation against the Browns. He made a big play, and the Chargers won the football game, and it was one of the key parts of the game that contributed to that W. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I don't, it's hard to buy or sell this one because it is only one it game. Because you know, you're talking about Nazir Adderley having two missed tackles for the season. Louis Gilman had two missed tackles in this game, and one of them was on that Nick Chubb 41-yard rushing touchdown. He also yeah. got beat on that play action. He bit to the right, and they ended yeah. up going back to the left to David Njoku, which was a 38-yard gain. He's given yeah. up three receptions so far this year at over a 30-yard per clip average. And before this last <laughs> game, he wasn't playing very much. I don't know yeah. if either of them are the option right now. I don't yeah. know. You know, Alohi Gilman was in the right place. At the right time, it was a good call to have someone hanging out there. He did do a good job of kind of baiting that throw from the Browns because he ended up, you know, took a step forward, kind of fell back, and then went right into that passing lane. But it looked like Jacoby Brissett just straight up did not see that dude at all. So I don't know if he was biting on a fake or just, you know, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Missed tackles are still an issue. Athletically, Nazir Adderley definitely has the edge there. But Alohi Gilman seems to have earned the trust of this Chargers, you know, coaching staff for sure. Do they have any better options? That's the real question, right? And I think right now they just don't have any clear options to be that second guy after Derwin James. And that is a problem for this team and something that's going to have to get addressed going forward because it's like right now, you're not going to pay Nazir Adderley after he's getting benched. It is a week-to-week situation, according to Brandon Staley. It's not out of the question. This is why I said Nazir Adderley was going to be banned from my breakout player of the year, and then I fully 
bought into it and did it again. So yeah. it is, you know, something we'll see if he can get back in and kind of redeem himself that way. Like Joe Lombardi's redeemed himself. Last or week. do we see JT Woods at any point this season? I mean, that's the Hard other question, him. right? Yeah. And it just sucks because it feels like you can't, it, it feels like it's not even an option yeah. right now to have JT Woods out there. If he's playing the way we last saw him, things yeah. can change. But usually during the season, those improvements are just going to have to happen because the game plan is going to be the focus of almost every practice. The guys yeah. who are going to be playing the most are going to get the most snaps at every practice. It's not about, you know, developing guys in the season, even though I think by default, some of that development happens. He's still sure. working with his coaches and, and, you know, picking up on things. I'm sure playing on scout defense either way. I, it's a, a tricky situation. I mean, Alohi Gilman obviously made a huge play in this game. And I think, yeah. you know, some ways made the most out of his opportunity, but he was far from, a finished product in that game. There was a lot of poor moments from him as well, but there were not a lot of poor moments from Matt Filer. So the buyer sell on Matt Filer is this David after this last game, did the guard just have his best performance of the season? He did. And, and, and it was very, very clear. I'm buying the fact that he had his best performance. I was watching him specifically after the last couple of games where he looked really stiff and it looked like he was dealing with something. Obviously, there's no information out there to co-sign with that specific, uh, you know, thought process. But he also supposedly had a baby last week, too. So maybe that had something to do with it, you know, getting that dad strength. Yeah, def- hey, the dad strength definitely showed up because he, he only gave up one pressure. He had his best pass blocking grade of the season by far of 71.4. The run block grade was also a 63.4. And, you know, also kind of begs the question, was that in large part to them kind of changing their blocking scheme, going more man to man instead of a zone blocking scheme? That might have had a contribution to how he was playing, but he looked stronger. He looked a little bit quicker out there moving in space mm-hmm. and he didn't really give up much pressure uh you know in pass protection so matt filer was much much better in this football game and hopefully this is him turning a corner going back to the player that we know and that we trust yeah and i I, there's good reason to think that i'm buying it i mean it was easily his best game of the season i mean no real controversy there but it does kind of you know bring up the bigger point for this team which is hey okay it can keep getting better right as him and jamari sawyer get used to working with each other if Corey lindsley can stay on the field i mean i really think he's the most underrated charger on the team and i think he holds that whole thing together and i think you're worse off with him not out there especially if you're matt filer but it is great to see. I mean, I thought the most encouraging thing was his block on the Austin Eckler screenplay touchdown, especially after yeah. the Texans game where you have that play where he doesn't get that block and probably erases a 20, 25 yard gain and, At you least. know, erases a possession for the Chargers, really. I mean, him and Gerald Everett combined for it because of that drop yeah. pass. But I do think, yeah, it's a great sign for things going forward. And this is closer to what we saw from him last year. Not a perfect yeah. player but a really, really good, solid left guard, which if you add that in with Troy Pipkins playing the way he is, Zion Johnson's being the absolute freak that we knew he Lights would out. be, and yeah. obviously how Jamari Sawyer has played at left tackle. Six pressures allowed, you know, be damned. I, I, I thought Jamari Sawyer did, you know, a great job in this last game going up against a freak of nature who gets, yeah, the, you know, the six werewolves. pressures in his sleep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in Jadavian Clowney play, we didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, that that offensive line put up a super admirable performance in that one against that specific front. But, David, there's one more here I think that deserves getting into a buy or sell. The Raiders' season is done after blowing a 17-point lead on Monday Night Football to the hated Kansas City Chiefs. Buy or sell that? I'm buying it. <laughs> they're finding ways to lose football games, not finding oh, ways to win. God. They're one in four, 
And this division with the Chargers and the Chiefs clearly being the cream of the crop, I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to compete. I think that their season is absolutely done, which from our perspective is kind of hilarious, especially yeah. after they trade for Devontae Adams and they bring in Chandler Jones and then they, you know, they, they sign Max Crosby to a gigantic contract. There's so much optimism yeah. for the Las Vegas Raiders and now they're one and four. So yeah, their season's done. They're done. It just shows you how quickly things can get away from you in the NFL. Right. I mean, it, and like, they have another game against the Chiefs on their schedule, right? They should have won this one. Crazy. They had a chance, you know, yeah. down by but, – but the field goal wins the game at the end of the game there. And they totally blew it. Devontae Adams blew it and then blew it again after the game, pushing down a random dude <laughs> for no reason. I mean, it was it, – it. like I said, like you should hope that the Chiefs lose that game. Man, if, the oh, Chiefs yeah. lose, if the Raiders can somehow pull it out and stick to great. their family, trust, and respect motto, the Chargers would be tied for the division lead. Right now, as we're doing this show, both at three and two, right? Uh-huh. They couldn't do it, but it's still funny that they couldn't do it because it's like, oh, okay. And I think it just shows you too, hey, there's no safe 17-point lead in the league anymore, at all. Right? The, the, the offenses are too explosive. The defenses are too predictable. When teams get up that much, right, and it's just too hard to keep a team down that long, unless you're the Jaguars playing against the Chargers because they didn't have any problem doing it. No. But, I mean, the Raiders – Bravo, you know, especially after all the Raiders fans in the comments, too. It makes it especially sweet. You can keep commenting and keep driving up our interactions. Appreciate we, it. We, we don't mind at all. But that was just hilarious. I mean, to watch that game unfold the way that it does <laughs> or the way that it did. I mean, just the a Raiders. spectacular meltdown. Yeah, I guess, you know, RG3 owes me an apology because he said the Raiders are ready to go. And I said, well, it's still Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr over there. So, you know, RG3, I'll be here. If you want to talk about it, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show tomorrow, though, we are getting into our chargers mailbag. So it's important for you guys to get your questions in. You can do that primarily at locked on LAC on Twitter. You can also hit up me or David. You can find me on Twitter at Dan talk sports and David Drogmeyer's DMS are always open at Drotalk SD, but you can also find the show's page on Instagram or at locked on chargers or our locked on chargers, Facebook page. If you hit us up on either of those places, we can still try to get your question on the show. If you hit us up in the YouTube comments by subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, we will also answer questions from there as well. So make sure you get your Chargers mailbag questions in or call into the Locked On Chargers voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Get a 30-second question in there, and that will likely make it onto the show. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much, and make sure you guys are following us wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. And thank you, as always, for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out uh, the Peacock and Williamson show with Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt <laughs> Peacock and Williamson, Matt Williamson, the former NFL scout to get the latest on everything going on throughout the NFL. It's a nice way to keep up to date with everything outside of the Chargers prison, but make sure you're back here tomorrow with our Chargers mailbag Wednesday, but until then take it easy and go Bolts.